Hey, I'm Daniel, and you're listening to Ready for the Metaverse, a podcast about the future of the internet, where we talk with experts from the tech industry about what's to come. The show is brought to you by Ready Player Me, a cross-game 3D avatar platform for the metaverse used by over 800 companies, including VRChat, Warner Bros, and Dior. To learn more about it, go to readyplayer.me. Okay, so today with me, I have Orla Harris, who is a COO and co-founder of SideQuest, the early access of virtual reality. Uh, Orla, it's great having you here. Thank you so much, Daniel. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for the invite. Yeah, thank you so much for accepting the invitation. Uh, like, it's been very exciting also working with you when it comes to the Pyramid integration. So it's great having the chat and like learning more about uh, what you're up to, guys. Uh, so yeah, like actually, uh, let's start with a simple question. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your role as a COO of SideQuest? Sure. Um, so in my job, I get to do all of the exciting stuff. Well, not all of the exciting stuff, but most of it. Um, my team look after marketing and community um, for SideQuest, and we look after the developers as well. And as you know, you know developers are at the heart of everything VR. Without the developers, there's no content. Um, and so we have to really support them to continue to make content for these um, awesome headsets. So yeah, my team support the developers, make sure that their apps are being shared with the community and um yeah, another part of my job is also to support kind of like the not so fun stuff in the back end of SideQuest, like all the operational things like legal and the business end of things. Um, but I secretly love that stuff. So it's, <laughs> not, it's not as awful as it sounds. <laughs> I think but every yeah. I think CEO of every company kind of secretly loves this stuff. Like it's the <laughs> same in our case. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm the super organized one, right? So yeah, I'm the person you come to when you need to get like stuff done that maybe is a little tricky, like setting up an entire US entity and paying a lot of people in a lot of states and <laughs> yeah, all that exciting stuff. Yeah, I mean those things definitely seem to be working in your case, so <laughs> congrats. Uh cool. And like for our listeners, I'm pretty sure everyone knows SideQuest already. Uh at least if they have Quest or, or other compatible device. But can you give us like an overview of what you're doing uh, as a company and like also as a platform? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, as you know, SideQuest started out back in May 2019. And we launched two days after the Quest 1 launched. And we've been right by its side ever since, right through to now Generation 2 headset, Quest 2. Um, We've always been there for developers. We were actually developers ourselves and we had a game that was rejected from the store. And because of that, we set up SiteQuest to try and share our game with a wider audience to get some feedback so we could continue developing. Um, what we didn't expect was that so many developers also needed that kind of support. And so we kind of banded together as a community um, in order to get our content in front of this growing user base. And it kind of worked, right? Because SideQuest just kept growing and growing. And, you know, this year we hit an amazing milestone of 1 million monthly active users now coming to SideQuest for additional content for their headset. Um, so that's kind of us to date. And where we are going forward is, you know, we want to continue to support developers. They're at the heart of everything. Um, so we want to continue to, you know, connect developers with the VR community, connect the VR community with awesome content and 
definitely more exciting experiences and, and new types of things. And and that's kind of the future for SideQuest. It's it's connecting people in meaningful ways. And um, yeah, we're really excited to continue to develop, to develop like tools and services and platform level things that enable us to do that successfully. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And I think like we are on the same mission when it comes to like supporting developers with uh, building their apps. So it sounds amazing what you did for the, the whole community. And like also as a player, uh, I think the platform is full of amazing content and it's been a pleasure to use it. And I think you have some way nicer titles than you can find <laughs> on uh, other stores. <laughs> yeah. not pointing fingers at anyone. Um, but can you tell a little bit more about like how you're supporting developers like, in the first, either in the first stages of the, their app development or even like when you can start promoting it? Because I think you have uh, a lot of very exciting tools for them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, something that a lot of people don't realize is how expensive it is to make a game or an app. I mean, some of the most famous titles, um, whether it's like your Half-Life Alex or, or big titles that are on the Quest Store, I mean, they cost millions of pounds or millions of dollars to make. And so for indie devs, that's just like an insane kind of prospect. So a lot of them start out at home, hobbyists, maybe they're in their garage, they're passionate about game development they have an awesome idea they know how to do it but they can't scale and so what they need at the very very early stages is what we call like a I guess proof of concept they want to build out something basic something early and they want to get it in front of users quickly so that they can get feedback and the user says oh my god this is awesome keep doing what you're doing they get a bit of um I guess, positive support. Um, they get an active community giving them um, direction and they can continue to build their app. And of course, then off the back of that, when you've got a popular app, you then go to the platforms and you say, hey, do you want to put some money in? You can go to investors, you can go to publishers. And so those very, very early stages are really key. They make or break a developer. Um, and so that's where SideQuest comes in. You know, Try it first, come to SideQuest, give it a go. Just who cares if it's only got 50 downloads? It might be an actual gem and it takes a community to raise that gem right up and get it in front of platforms like Oculus and PlayStation VR to say like, hey, you should definitely have this on your store. And of course, we've had tons of success stories like that. So yeah, really what we're doing is connecting developers with users in meaningful ways at those very, very critical early stages just to get them discovered, get them recognized and get them up the ladder as quickly as possible so they can realize their dream of being on the stores. And that's the purpose of SideQuest. And so we have lots of tools and services that allow users to either sideload content, you can grab App Lab content, um, and you know developers have metrics there that they can measure success um we also have a promotions engine you know like i said earlier one million monthly active users i mean my goodness if you're not promoting to those people that's a direct marketing audience which no other platform can offer it's just vr so yeah there's definitely tons there for developers and lots of success stories now coming off the back of of their um time on sidequest so we're, we're super happy with how things are going hmm. Uh, you also mentioned that you're supporting the uh, app lab apps and actually i have a question about it so we sure. have yeah so we have this like ongoing trend when it comes to um like regulators and the like, governments pointing fingers at apple and google that their stores are closed off 
And I think the VR community, we don't really see that. Like all the VR OEMs so far seem to be very open about the idea of site loading. Of course, it uh, it's quite helpful that uh, all the major uh, standalone platforms are based on Android, of course. Uh, but do you think that's a trend that we're going to see kind of ending or is that something that's going to continue? And of course, like that's a huge uh, founding base, uh, huge foundation for your app and for your platform. So I'm curious, how is that going to develop in the future? I don't think side loading is going anywhere. Um, Mark Zuckerberg has said on more than one occasion publicly that he wants to keep side loading around because it gives users this extra layer of options. And yeah, maybe a bit like us, he didn't expect side loading to get as big as it has been for, for Quest 1 and Quest 2. That was just, you know, it just happened that way. Um, but certainly... If it hadn't have existed, imagine all of this awesome content that no one would have known about, like games like Gorilla Tag and Hyperdash and, you know, just phenomenal things that those studios may not have been able to get in front of a platform because they didn't have a history of success. So sideloading kind of opens the platform up to everyone. Um, I hope all of the Android-based headsets of the future, and even the ones that aren't, I hope they have some layer that allows customization and, and that kind of... Um, personal way to use the device that's outside of the stores. Um, truth be told, like sideloading is so much more than just coming and getting some games that the stores won't allow. There's an incredibly huge community of modders, people who want custom homes, they want to mod their Beat Saber. Um, I mean, if that didn't exist, some of those apps may not even be as popular as what they are because they would have limitations. So you can't deny what the community want, and that's freedom to use their device in other ways and, you know, being able to kind of enhance their experience on the device as well. So I don't think sideloading will go away, and I think that future headsets would really, really limit themselves if they hindered it to some degree. Um so we're really for open platforms, open XR, um, and letting the community use their devices they wish. Okay. That's, that's great to hear that you want to continue this mission. And yeah, I think that's also very important for it to stay this way. Um, I also want to ask, like, of course, you work with so many cr uh, crazy developers and like, there's so many amazing ideas out there on SideQuest. Uh, what are some of the trends that you see when it comes to VR software development? Um. Well, definitely, I feel like the quality bar has really been raised um, now that we're entering into, I guess, year three of these kind of standalone headset devices. Um, I think there's definitely been a few uh, outliers to this who have really proven success, like puzzling places. I mean, who would have thought like this puzzle game would be as massive as it is or, or Gorilla Tag? Again, I mention it again because it really is one of those phenomenons that just works in VR. Um, and then you have games like Hyperdash as well that are just kind of outside the box. I, I can't really explain it, but when you play them, you're just like, oh, okay, this is like not just a first-person shooter and this is not just a thing. It's also this other mechanic as well, which is, is quite exciting. So um, personally, I haven't seen that trend slow. There's still things coming on the side quests like every day that I'm like, oh, oh yeah, okay, that kind of works. Um, so it's always really fun to see where people's imaginations can go to. And um, yeah, I hope that kind of trend continues that people just try wacky and weird things that just kind of work. 
Yeah, I think VR has a lot of these kind of unusual mechanics that you just don't find in uh, standard games. And I think that's a great advantage of the platform. For sure. Yep. Awesome. Um, so now I want to like go slightly to a different topic. So uh, right now users of SideQuest can create uh, the Ready Player Me avatars uh, as their profile pictures on your platform. And I want to ask how are you planning to continue this integration in the future? Like, do you have any plans for that? Absolutely. You know, um, as you know, we've been working behind the scenes to, to support you guys and really encourage developers to consider using your avatar system in their games. Um, there's an important reason for that because a central avatar system means that the user can kind of have control over their character across multiple different apps. And so, um, yeah, for us on SideQuest, we'd like that to be just one of the places where you can come and create your avatar and jump into a SideQuest app and, and there's your avatar right in there and then use that avatar again on another application as well that, that supports Ready Player Me. So, I mean, I'm pretty excited about that kind of centralization of things. Um, to be honest, like if you look at like historically, you know, Oculus has already changed out their avatar system twice. Um there's applications like Altspace have already changed out their avatar system twice. Everyone knows, like, if you don't get the avatar system right and you don't get the customization layer right for users, you kind of, it's not as fun, right? Um, where there's apps that are getting it right, like VR chat and things like that, that are just, I mean, that's probably the biggest appeal for that platform is the fact that you can be anything that you want to be when you're in it. Um, so personally, you know, I think that the possibilities are endless with Ready Player Me avatars. I love the pace of what you guys are working. I love um, just the amount of like different clothes that's coming out, um, the NFT stuff you've been releasing lately. I just think the potential is great, and SideQuest just want to be part of that, and they want, and we want our developers to be part of that, and we want the wider ecosystem to be part of that as well. So, yeah, we have plans for for Ready Player Me, and um, hopefully they'll just unveil themselves as we move in through 2022. That sounds very exciting. Yeah, we can't wait to see them. Like, we don't also really know that much. So <laughs> we're waiting for the surprise. <laughs> um, so that's about Ready Player Me. But I also want to know, uh, what's the future of SideQuest itself? Like, you mentioned a lot about, like, even supporting the developers more than you already are. Uh, but maybe there are some exciting features that you're working on that you can already share with us. I know there are things that uh, you can't share just yet. Yeah, well, we've definitely got lots of exciting plans for next year. Um, and... There will be some rollouts in early uh, Q1 as well. Um, I don't want to spoil the surprise too much, but you know, really keeping in that vein of connecting community with developers is is at the heart of what we do. And um, yeah, so we're hoping to roll out more more tools and services that allow users to do that with developers in in better ways. Um, we have some exciting stuff coming up, like uh, well, I'll just say it. I'm just gonna say it. We have a new um, Finally, going to have a SideQuest YouTube channel. <laughs> Yay. Finally, everyone says, why do we wait this long? There's so much video content out there. But but yeah, we have Tatiana now on board, um, Disco VR, you may know her as, uh, as our community manager. Um, she's making phenomenal videos. And so we're really excited to, to launch the YouTube channel um, before Christmas. And and then, yeah, use that as a mechanism to, to launch lots of other exciting stuff in 2022. Perfect. Yeah, for sure. We're going to link to it once the channel is live. Perhaps like it's going to be live when the episode is live too. So uh, it might be all aligned. Yeah, fingers uh, crossed. <laughs> yeah, let's hope for that. 
Cool. Uh, Orla, thank you so much for the conversation. It was a pleasure chatting with you. Uh, do you have any closing words or is there anything you would like to mention to our listeners or is something there that they should check out besides the YouTube channel? Um, I mean, I just really want to say thank you to everyone in the community um, for continuing to support SideQuest to date because it honestly has made a difference for so many of our developers, um, so many of them who have made it to the store and many of them who are having success on App Lab and with sideloading. So I just want to say to the community, you know, SideQuest is here. We're, we're pro-community. Um, we're for developers um, and we want to see more of the community get involved and you know everyone's welcome and we hope that in 2022 it's going to be like a super exciting year for vr all around and we're just really happy to be part of that so thank you to everyone and and to you daniel as well for this opportunity today to, to kind of chat yeah thank you for coming by and telling us more about sidequest and what your guys up to and what you're working on i think that's a as you're saying 2022 is going to be very exciting for the whole industry so yeah, let's see what's coming next year. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. That's it for this episode of Ready for the Metaverse. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe to the show in your podcast app. If you're looking for the show notes, head over to blog.readyplayer.me, where you can also learn more about the Ready Player Me after platform. Until the next one.